Welcome to episode 43 of A Politic. We are engaged in a progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics in five to ten minutes. We try to keep it short and to the point. We encourage people and empower them. We're attempting to promote a transformation of our society for the benefit of everyone in our society. The goal of the podcast is to encourage voter registration and voter participation in a process of reducing the conflict and division of our society. What we're hoping to do is encourage you to get informed about the issues. Society as a whole really needs each and every one of us to vote based on making informed choices, and that means really looking into the issues and not being fooled by the misinformation that is available in the media. Some of the information is accurate and true, and some of it is not. So we have to very carefully analyze the information that we use to form our opinions and then uh, use that to do our voting. A politic pledges to give high quality information that is not biased toward one political party. We're going to look at various topics through the lenses of progressive principles as we are looking at significant days in American history, issues, policies, and programs. We want to examine these topics using real stories and real people, again, all in relation to our progressive principles. Today is a continuation of several episodes where we're going to talk to Steve about the ongoing drama surrounding the election of 2020. Our country has had periods of intense division, and this is one of those times. This is the first time in more than 100 years that Americans have attacked the basic idea that we are capable of running a free and fair election to determine the direction of our country. Again, the progressive principle, which is at stake in this whole situation, is principle three, increases political engagement within a culture of respectful civil discord. As we said in the last episodes, we cannot claim to be respectful when we are being dishonest. But in this case, Donald Trump has been trying to convince us that he was the victim of fraud and voter dishonesty by the Democratic Party, who he claims was attempting to rig the election. With no evidence to these opinions and they were being evaluated, Trump's evidence was being evaluated by many judges who were reported by Republican politicians. So we need more voters to be heard in the question of which direction our country should take, progressive or regressive. So thanks for joining us and we're looking forward to our discussion. Welcome to episode 43 of A Politic. And in today's episode, we want to talk about 
the gathering storm clouds over January 6th. Now, a lot of people are focused on January 5th because that's when Georgia is going to have its runoff election and the Republicans will either maintain control of the Senate by winning at least one of those two seats or it's possible that the Democratic Party will win two of the seats. Now, we're not, strictly speaking, in favor of the Republicans or the Democrats. We're in favor of whoever will do the country the most good. So that's where we want to see the best of both parties come out. But as of now, the Republicans have been, these particular two Republicans that are up for re-election as um, David Perdue and uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Loeffler, they are not really good uh, examples of Republicanism, in my opinion. What would you say, Steve, just briefly about the, the Democratic versus the Republican candidates? Well, I mean, uh, Ms. Loeffler, I think, has only been in her current position for 10 months. I, you know, she's really uh, filling the balance of a, a previous uh, office holder. And um, uh, I believe that uh, the other senator, this is his first term, I believe. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, they, um, they're very privileged. Um, I mean, uh, the media seems to indicate that uh, of all the congressional representatives in Washington, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the current uh, sitting, uh, I keep forgetting his name, uh, who's the senator? Purdue. Uh, Purdue, that he has traded stock more than any other representative in the House or the Senate. I mean, over 2,000 times. And of course, these these representatives, they get kind of insider information. They, they sit down in these committee assignments and they hear things that uh, give them the ability to then call their broker and say, sell or buy. And most people don't have that information. So I think that they have a lot of uh, baggage uh, uh, in terms of uh, whether they are truly representative of their constituents. Yes, and I have to mention that Kelly Loeffner's husband is the president of the New York Stock Exchange. So we'll move on from there. The key thing that I was talking about that I was noticing was, though, that December, or I'm sorry, January 6th, is the day when the, the Electoral College results are officially accepted or rejected by the House and the Senate. And the people supporting President Trump are seriously in favor of overturning the election in the four battleground states. And I was wondering what you were thinking about that, Steve. Well, um, the January 6th, event in Congress is, um, you know, a, an historical footnote uh, to the um, election process for presidents. Um, and um, there appear to be, um, in the process, um, a single representative in the House and or the Senate can raise a question. And just by the very act of asking that, um, there 
would be a vote uh, of both houses separately as to whether or not they want to uh, go down that road. Uh, obviously, there won't be enough votes in the House to prevail uh, because uh, the Democrats currently have the majority. But in the Senate, um, there's a two-seat two, um, majority uh, held by the Republicans. Um, as of today. As of today. Um, there appears to be um, at least several uh, senators uh, in on the Republican side of the aisle um, that are willing to come forward and say, I question this vote. And um, Mr. McConnell, um, to his credit, uh, a very rare occasion, <laughs> has, has conveyed to his colleagues, I don't want to see anybody challenge uh, this particular exercise. Uh, let's just get it done, put a period at the end of the sentence. I think uh, anybody who basically crosses Mr. McConnell at this point, if um, the Republicans hold uh, the majority, uh, they're probably not going to get a committee assignment or be a chairman of any committee. So they're, they're really risking a lot to gain nothing. And so I don't think, uh, I think everyone I've listened to has said this isn't going to go anywhere, but it's just another exercise in futility. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get by this, I think, uh, by the end of that day on the 6th of January. Well, you know, President Trump still seriously believes that the election was stolen from him. He still seriously believes that his supporters are 100% behind him and they want the election to be overturned. And the new members of the Senate, of which the famous Tommy Tuberville of Alabama seems to oh, be... former coach. Yes, the former coach of the University of Alabama, Crimson Tide. Roll Tide! Roll still, Tide. Still thinks that what McConnell wants is treason, that for him to accept the Electoral College is treason, and they believe that those four battleground states' election results should be overturned, regardless of the fact that the Supreme Court has said that there is no credible evidence that the election is... There's no is, there there. That's right. So it's just going to be here's very question, interesting. Uh, here's a question, but uh, obviously it's not going to happen. But let's assume for argument's sake that this exercise on the 6th of January were to prevail. Yeah. And what would the state of the society be on the 7th of January in the United States? Well, that's an I interesting question because many of those people who were elected in those battleground states, for example, um, the Senator Pat Toomey, I think, was reelected. There are going to be a lot of people, a lot of Congress people, also Republicans, whose elections will be thrown into question as well. So you're right, it's a very interesting it, it, question. It, it, it's, it's very much uh, throwing out the baby with the bathwater, because if they are successful in saying Mr. Biden's election is not valid, then their elections will also be yeah. 
uh, called into question as well. And so uh, you can't have it both ways. You can't say Mr. Biden uh, is not the duly elected president and at the same time say, but my election is okay, you know, even though it's the same exercise. Well, when I was listening to Chris Cuomo as well as Ari Melber, they had some Republicans on the um, program who articulated specific objections to those elections. And so I'm going to put those podcasts in the show notes. And I want to encourage people to listen to those podcasts because... January 6th is going to be a big day in history. It will, but I think uh, it is uh, sound and fury signifying nothing. Uh, it's, it's just a, a last gasp that they can basically, the advocates of this exercise can turn to their, their constituents and say, well, we, we tried everything we could um, uh, rather than being held at a later date saying, well, you didn't do that, and you didn't do this, and then they can say, no, we, we did it, but it just didn't prevail. And, well, uh, I think you're right, and thank God for that. So at yes. that point, we'll say this is the end of today's episode, but thanks a lot, Steve. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, uh, Bill. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us for episode 43 of A Politic. As you can see, if the United States is able to close the gap between the most prosperous and the least prosperous and experience a new cycle of growth and expression of healthy opportunity, especially during the response to the pandemic, We badly need all eligible voters to get informed on the issue and then cast their vote. We can't blindly trust the media. All we can do is a lot of cross-checking to see if what we're being told is consistent, reliable, and valid. But you must decide how we in this country will respond to the issue of honestly conducting elections. Our course of moving forward is your vote, and your vote determines our future. Again, I'm talking to all of you people who haven't been voting, that 33 to 40% who just haven't felt like taking the time and trouble to become informed on the issues and then casting your ballot. You are the ones who will control the balance of power in the United States over the next 20 to 50 years. And as we have recently seen, the difference between Republican and Democratic control of the Senate is going to be how the thing, how the country responds to the needs for pandemic relief. The Republicans were not willing to move forward The Democrats want to move forward. And it was all of you people voting in record numbers that made the difference. Everybody thought that Georgia was a solid Republican state. 
and instead the progressive wing seems to have made a big difference. So again, more votes, more progress. Good luck. Now we're going to continue to look at the fallout from presidential pardons for our next podcast. So we will look forward to seeing you again in episode 44. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great rest of your day.